He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, December 6, 2022. I hope your week is off to a great start. And I hope you're looking forward to uh, finishing the year strong. My wife just gave me some uh, a great parenting tip or some uh, insight that she got from another parent who apparently was kind enough and honest enough and real enough to credit it to another parent. Do not have any secrets with your children. Like, oh, hey, don't tell dad about this. Even if they're silly little secrets, don't tell so-and-so about this because what that does is not just... Uh, edify a, uh, a culture of secret keeping and bitch being <laughs> that's my editorial there uh it just edifies like uh you know we have alliances over here even if they're small silly like don't tell dad uh i gave you a cookie or don't tell mom i took you to limerick again you know if you have secrets like that more than just edifying secret keeping is okay what it does is allows secrets to actually become a thing Okay, hear me out. This is what the parent told my wife and some other parent told that parent. And that makes your child susceptible to other people, outsiders, saying this will be our secret. Don't tell mommy and daddy about this. So if the daughter, my daughter I'm thinking of, uh, and those are my windshield wipers because I'm headed back to court. <laughs> Trapped in the Kit Kat again. <laughs> because if secrets are a thing... Uh, they become a concept, I suppose, a construct, a schema for my daughter, then some other person might be able to exploit that. And I certainly don't want that to happen. So I thought that was a great uh, a great piece of advice, thought from that parent, relayed from another parent, and will be internalized in our household. And, and it's I don't think we're at tremendous risk for like, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, that kind of thing, like high stakes. But... I see how you could be like, yeah, just don't, don't tell mom we did this, uh, you know, we went to Blue Flame or whatever it is, right? I don't think it would happen, but I think it's just a good thing to be aware of. And you know what? It also connected with, you've probably heard me say on this podcast before, I think one of the keys to a healthy relationship, probably just about with anyone, is to... And, you know, the recur one of the recurring themes of this is uh, finding and surrounding yourself with people who make you feel most like yourself. That is people who accept you unconditionally. That is people who like you just the way you are and are not holding you to some standard that you have to repeatedly measure up to and prove to them. That sort of thing. It's also consistent with what I've said I believe is a key to a healthy relationship. Not doing anything outside of that person. If you go to strip clubs, you're like, dude, you fucking baby. Uh, not doing anything outside of the relationship that you wouldn't do in front of the other person. So if you go to the club and you get a little top, as long as you're willing to take your partner or significant other with you, according to my uh, rationale, that's fine. You just, just shouldn't do anything because then you're living a double life and... Why wouldn't you just want to be with someone who, you know, is going to let you just go get some top at the club? <laughs> anyway, that I thought was a great tip. And maybe think about it if you have kids or I don't mean maybe think about it. That's just something that's pretty interesting. If the concept of secrets is not even a thing, then there won't be some 
evildoers, uh, that maybe that'll lessen the impact of an evildoer who's trying to impact a child um, with secrets. And you're part of this special thing. Don't tell mom and dad. Ugh. Um, anyway, speaking of not being able to go to the club and just enjoy yourself, uh, or being able to go to the club so long as you just play by the rules of your relationship. I observed something really I thought pretty interesting and a good reminder, uh, a good reminder for me. On Saturday, I was at, I was at Laughing Skull for the 5, 8, and 10.30 shows, and boy, oh boy, were they fun. But in between one of them, I, it must have been after, I, you know, I told you they're very kind to me and they let me... They let me do the five. They let me go early on the five o'clock show and then close the eight o'clock show, so I can go home and I can uh, have dinner and do bath or shower with my daughter. Do books. We do word association now, which no matter what word I say, she says something from the movie Frozen. So I could be like basketball, and she'd be like North Mountain. <laughs> like it doesn't. I don't mean to say a bunch of shit on your mind. I'm trying to introduce the concept of linking these two things. <laughs> so I'll be like, pretzel. She'll be like, Olaf. I guess that's kind of closer. Anyway, in between the five and eight, I went home and I was walking down Juniper Street in Midtown. Actually, where I got the ticket that I'm going to fight. Today is my day in trial. And I'm... Uh, I'm... I need to be in the courtroom in 17 minutes, and uh, if if memory serves from going to court a lot when I was a younger man, they don't like you to be late, and this is going to be close. It's going to be close, folks. Uh, on Juniper Street, I was walking down in between the shows, like I said, and these two young women, these two women I would presume are in their 20s, are having a very spirited spirited conversation. Actually, one of them was just uh, really pissed off at her man and was saying like, I don't care if he stays out late and is drunk and acts like an asshole. I just want him to text me and let me know where he is. So I'm imagining they have like a relationship where maybe they live together. Maybe, you know, she wants to close her eyes and know that her man is safe or <laughs> as safe as he's gonna be uh, or as safe as he can communicate he's gonna be to her because you know we men and we women and we non-binary people can get up to some the less not the safest situations after midnight anyway she was just really frustrated and like pissed off and I just wanted to let me know and she was it was like part of the, it sounded like part of the contract of the relationship and the man had not been living up to it and the woman she was talking to or talking at almost was like masterful listener masterful and dare I say not masterful female listener or prototypical female listener and I say that ladies with all compliment and love because this is you know, coming off the heels of me walking out of a club where I told a joke about, uh, you know, kind of women talking a lot. I was making a joke, and it did really well, by the way. But like a lighthearted joke that I worked out on this podcast long ago, or last year, a year ago. Started working out. But I have a laugh at it. And then I get outside, and this woman's talking a lot, but the thing is, you should 
the, the, what am I trying to say? The woman listening to her who did such a masterful job was just mast, next level masterclass empathizing, connecting. She was doing everything, frankly, that a man would not do or would have to work to do. A man would have to be self-aware and intentional to do. She was... So if the woman, the, the upset woman was like, I just want to, I just want to fucking text me and let me know he's okay, okay? I'm not checking up on it. Like, kind of a reasonable perturbation, perturbation thing to be pissed off about. So, and, and the woman listening was like, yeah, you just want to know that he's okay before you go to sleep. You just want to be able to, uh... Check that off your list before you, uh, you know, clean your face at night or whatever it is. And the woman's like, yeah, exactly. That's all I, that's all I fucking want. You know, she's still pissed and they aren't doing the analysis because they're so uh, evolved and well adapted to be this hyper tight circle of support and reinforcement for each other. It was just unbelievable. And, like, I, I, I was with them for, like, half a block. They were walking faster than I was because the one woman was really pissed. <laughs> but she was like, yeah, that's all I need. And the other one was like, oh, my God, that would drive me crazy. Just fucking empathizing, putting herself in her uh, counterparty's shoes. It was just brilliant. And I think I'm going to try to incorporate that. Uh, I'm going to try to figure out a way to tack that on in this bit and flip it around where I'm kind of making fun of women for talking. But be like you should want to have more women in your life talking because they're maybe not talking, but listen. Anyway, it's a compliment. It's just a remarkable listening job this woman was doing. When to me, it was just, if she wasn't doing it, I might have had to stop and think about it. But what I heard immediately was like, the fucking asshole, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, oh, here we go. And the woman just solved it by doing like, or highlighted it for me by doing that wonderful listening. I, I got to figure out where I'm going. Wish me luck on this goddamn trial that I've thrown away now. I'm working on five hours of my life, I suppose. Uh, so hopefully it, it goes well. I beat that shit. I'm back in the car at 11.21. My court date my trial date was set for 11 a.m. I walked in a touch late because I took a wrong turn. I should have trusted myself, uh, but instead I went with ways to full. Anyway, I walked in right as they were saying, please be seated or all rise. Sorry, it was a wedding or something like that. I walked in right as the bailiff was saying all rise for the honorable judge and I'm back in the car at 11.20. Here's how fast I was in and out of there. Uh, and you got to say that it's pretty efficient for court. I mean, I got through security. I got up the elevator. I got in there. And I got out of there in 20 minutes or 18 minutes. But what a fucking dumb waste of everyone's time. I beat it because nobody showed up to contest it. Or nobody showed up from the privatized parking ATL plus whatever the company that the city of Atlanta has pitted against its citizens when it comes to parking and spending money on its good streets <laughs> no one from those fucking assholes showed up so 
I get in there, all rise for honorable so-and-so. There are two other parties in the courtroom, meaning uh, that are going to be on trial. And then there's the whole complement of court people, clerks, uh, two people on the prosecutor's side, a person on the defense side, bailiff, the whole thing. And then they just read, like, seven names of people who aren't there and say, like, all right, Mr. Jones, what happened to him, Mr. So-and-so? And she's like, they do, like, five of those. And, like, uh, he contested or he pleaded guilty, paid the fine. And he's like, all right, paid the fine, done, moves on to the next one. Do, like, four or five of those. And then they call the first person who was sitting in the courtroom with me. Young lady, state your name. Judge is slick And she was cute Young lady State your name (laughs) I couldn't get away with that Young lady State your name (laughs) He's like okay Uh, She stated her name The prosecutor side Read out that uh, You know Somebody else was supposed to be there Officer from the city of Atlanta Was made aware Not there And she said City cannot move forward without a witness or something like that dismissed lack of witness I think is what they called it boom she's gone have a nice day young lady okay now (laughs) he is great Um, next person walks up there she calls her name good morning state your name miss whatever it is uh, state or the DA, I guess, not the state, the DA, the city, reads out, uh, this is Mrs. So-and-so, she got in a car accident or a parking thing, uh, but the city of Atlanta is not here to contest, uh, case dismissed, have a nice day. And then it's just me, left in the courtroom, they call me up, uh, no young lady, or, hey man, how are you doing, just state your name, <laughs> I did, they... And then they say, all right, what's his situation? He got a parking ticket. He's uh, here to stay on trial. And the representative from that asshole company is not here to contest it. And he goes, okay, case dismissed. Have a nice day. You're free to go. And that was it. Three cases, three dismissals that I saw. The take home here, everyone, is if you get a parking ticket in the city of Atlanta, just go to court. Yeah, it's cost me now whatever it's going to be total, three and a half, maybe four hours. But that's worth 75, it's close, but it's worth 75 bucks to me. It's worth the feeling of they're not just fucking getting over on me is what it's really worth. Sounded a little more aggressive than I meant it to be, but I am driving in a rainstorm trying to convey the honest emotion that happened in that courtroom. So I'm out, I beat it. Appeal your ticket, I guess, is the, is the thing to show up. 20, who goes into a, fe, uh, a, a, a whatever you call it, a, a judicial building, a municipal court, and is in and out in 20 minutes? Pretty weird, but I'll take it. Save me 75 bucks. Spent me, it <laughs> cost money to do this, but that's the moral of the story. Back to the, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll, so I just wanted to get that down while I was in the car and, uh, Thank you for your support. The woman at the parking garage. That's how that's how in and out it was. I only, I only paid two dollars to park. And that's hard to do in Atlanta. So um, 
I will pick the podcast up a little bit later today so you don't have the uh, windshield wipers and the rainstorm. And also, I want to tell you about a great Limerick lineup, a good fun time on Saturday night, and uh, getting your daughter's face painted. By the way, one more parenting thought. If you have a child and you're at some kid-friendly event and you've had a nice time and you've seen them sing in the chorus and everyone's excited and then you you know get hot chocolate and you're like all right this is we've been here for two hours maybe something like that and then you're like well how am i going to most efficiently get out of here the answer is avoid the goddamn face painting station (laughs) because it's the most popular thing at the place and there's a huge line and your daughter's going to want to do it and you know what dad will stand in line while you go screw around at the rest of the little fair and it's an extra 45 fucking minutes so just avoid the face painting booth don't let your kid know what am i doing i want her to know there's face painting everywhere but (laughs) it'll add on some time all right i'll talk I'll, i'll just pick this up a little bit later thank you okay i'm back in a more secure environment it's still raining it's rained almost all day maybe for 24 hours straight in atlanta so i beat the rap very I don't want to say mixed feelings about it, but the game must clearly be let's write tickets for everybody and most people just to get it off the books will pay the fine and move on with their lives and will be profitable. And then for the two out of a hundred people that do show up at court, you know, it's not worth our while to go to court and tell them why it's worth 75 bucks it's a business expense for them and i'm the sucker because (laughs) am i the sucker yeah i'm a sucker for not spending the 75 dollars immediately anyway i I don't really give a shit is that a fair statement I don't give I don't care if I'm a sucker or not. I had to fight the $75 because it's just not right. Man has to take a stand sometimes. Like apparently some knucklehead took a stand last night or two nights ago in North Carolina and I guess this is a new trend get mad at gay people and then shoot out the power where they live. Bruh. Some place in North Carolina somebody shot transformers in it or substations there's a lot of i don't know i know a little bit about electricity substations have a lot of electrical responsibility and this is not the first time this has happened apparently this is a new trend where people because they have been conditioned by religion to be so unaccepting of homosexuality that when gay things happen, they get mad and want to turn out the lights. Which is only going to increase your chances of running into a gay dude in the middle of the night, dude. So just leave the lights on. It's utterly absurd what you all are doing out there. Can you hear in the background, by the way, jingle bells? I'm not going to sing it for you. I mentioned uh, last week that my daughter is part of the singing group at her school. And I also mentioned uh, 
on my way back from getting the, the ticket dismissed that we had the big event on Saturday. Late night Friday, late night Saturday, early mornings. I'm there. Um, her, I guess you call it, I don't know if you call it a recital or not, but her little singing group performed at a Christmas market at another school in the neighborhood. Also, I didn't know, and maybe I said it last time, I did not know until I had a kid that Germans, of course, have these Christmas markets on lock. In my neighborhood, in and around, in and around my neighborhood, there have been like three or four German Christmas markets. Is that exciting to think of <laughs> Christmas in Germany? <laughs> the Dresden uh, Reindeers? Sounds like a minor league hockey team. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess I don't know anything about Christ Christianity, Germ German, Germanic. I don't. Know, I don't know a whole lot about m much, to be honest with you. But apparently, Germans are deep into Christmas, uh, and they have Christmas markets where there's all sorts of, you know, unattractive art sold, and then like bratwursts and some weird wine liquor concoction and some delicious cookies anyway i've been to like three of these things in the last couple of weeks germans have it on lock i didn't know and i say of course because it's a probably a pretty profitable event and you know germans are they're who they are and so we went to the thing on saturday morning uh and my daughter sang. She was there, and she lit up. And the reason uh, I bring it up, of course, is because I'm I have the playlist for her class singers, and these are the songs. More, it's it's more interesting than me taking you through watching her sing. But my wife and I sat in the front row, not like super parents. We sat up there because. Uh, because someone saved a seat for us. We weren't like, we have to get to the front and make her as uncomfortable and self-conscious as possible. But it was, we sat in the front and, you know, watched her smile and look around and kind of yell at times and sing and be excited. And it was immensely, you know what it was? It was in a purely selfish moment for me, I suppose, watching my daughter do that. I was totally outside of myself. It was not about me. I was just fully connected to her. When it's only doing me good, I guess, in that moment, or the bond, the unit, the family, whatever. But I was not. I was like, I was not like this is fucking awesome, and like being aware of it. It was so, I was so in the moment watching her. I was, I was radiant, and it, it was really cool. But here's the playlist. So taking you into the Christmas, Christmas market and the singing. Not all that interesting, other than to say, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, if you have done your bit at a kid's event, a pumpkin patch, a Thanksgiving strudel, a Christmas thing, and you're about to slide out, whatever you do, avoid the face painting thing. If you've listened to this podcast for the last year, or the last six months, you know that in the last three months I've been to numerous social events for kids whether it's a pumpkin patch or an ice cream social where or a 
Crystal Knocked, <laughs> Night of the Long Knives, uh, Reichstag Fire, False Flag Operation, German Market, where there's all this stuff for kids to do. And, the, you know, it's pretty cool. And there's been face painting in each one of them. Birthday parties have face painting. But it hit me just the other day that face painting sucks because it's the longest line. Everybody wants it. It's also badass when they're done. Um, it's the longest line. And then it takes a while to have it done. So I jokingly said earlier that it, you know we were there for two hours. It probably is closer to an hour and a half, which is fine. In a cold, rainy Saturday morning, no big deal. Um, and that was after a birthday party we went to. How about that? Birthday party was at 10. Singing was at 11.30. And like at 1 o'clock, my daughter's like, oh, there's face painting. I'd like to do that. And I looked at my wife and I was like, fuck. I didn't, I didn't even convey that. I didn't even convey it. I conveyed it with one other mom in line. But I, my, I said, oh, don't worry about it. I'll wait in line while you go cruise around the rest of the market. And I waited for like 40 minutes, to be honest with you. And right before it was my daughter's turn, she had to go potty. <laughs> At some school that is not ours. We don't really know our way around it. So my wife has to take her to, to go potty. And I have to let a couple kids go in front of me. But she finally came back, and she got, of course, uh, Elsa from, from uh, what's it called? The thing I talk about every single episode, Frozen. My daughter knows that movie so well, I think she calls out the names of the singers. Like, Christ, I think she, like she thinks Kristen Bell performing in, or Kristen Bell singing in, whatever that would say in the title, is one thing, not an actress and a singer doing something, not performing a role. But the face painting, I think it's creepy, by the way, when some of the kids will have the whole tiger painted across their face. And how good is it for them to have this shit sprayed in their face and their noses? I don't know. They're resilient kids. They'll be fine. But it is a time suck. If you, that's the new thing. New parents, Parents of young kids, if you see the face painter, go the other way. Because it's just going to add time uh, to your journey. Alright, so here is the list of songs on the playlist. That And all of these were sung at the uh, performance on, on uh, Saturday. We start with The Little Drummer Boy, Rum Pum Pum Pum. We go right into Jingle Bells. Then the third song is Feliz Navidad, followed by This Christmas. Then there's a song called Eight Days of Hanukkah, performed, uh, the playlist has performed by Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, which is on right now in the background, you probably can't hear it. So yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, and then the seventh song is, uh, it's called Seven, the Kwanzaa song, but then they swapped it out for a different Kwanzaa song. It's a Kwanzaa celebration. 
I have the melody off because Sharon Jones is in the background. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six songs total. Little Drummer Boy, Jingle Bells, Feliz Navidad, This Christmas, Eight Days of Hanukkah, and then Kwanzaa Celebration Song. And it was great. And she killed the game. And if you didn't know, and if I haven't mentioned it previously, Eight Days of Hanukkah was written by former Mormon Utah Senator Orrin Hatch. I don't know how this happened. I am incredulous that it happened, but he wrote the song Eight Days of Hanukkah. And shout out to him. Oh, you know what? He's probably fucking pro-Israel. Not, I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the state. So take it easy before you, before you accuse me of <laughs> being anti-Semitic. Like, I guess everybody else is. It's, it's insane. I saw a headline that said, uh, anti-Semitic acts in New York City are up 150% since Kanye West has come out as uh, a Nazi. And it's just wild to me. It's wild. Alright, this is enough of this holiday music. So Kanye and a white supremacist. Kanye, a white supremacist, and Donald Trump walk into a pizza hut. They had dinner at Trump's house, and people lost their minds, which causes me to lose my mind. What is so fucking surprising about that? This is super damaging for Trump. How? That's the base, isn't it? Isn't he? Isn't he? There were good people on both sides. Stand down, proud boys. How is it bad for him to have a white supremacist and an anti-Semite over to his house for fucking dinner? I would think that's just good politics. Remember back <laughs> in the summer of 2020 when I would talk a lot about Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon just being so confused and perplexed by the news that Trump was being an asshole, like, well, of course, and so it's, it's like the same vibe, like, why are you, what's the downside of Trump doing that? I, I don't know, I mean, isn't that his party? Isn't that what they want? They're shooting out, people are shooting out electricity, which they're putting the guns to use, and they're not killing people. They're turning off their power and causing them to freeze to death, which I guess is progress over just shooting them in a hate crime. But they're... Can you imagine being so fucking pissed at gay people, at any type of people, that you shoot an electrical box? <laughs> I'm not making light of it. I think it's, it's absolutely mind-boggling. I think we all get frustrated. You hit your hand on a hammer. You have a lot on your plate. You might get in the car and ugh, yell or have some rage moment. But can you imagine following through and loading up your long gun and then shooting at an electrical box? Bro, y'all are out there. 
gay people make shit more fun, okay? And it's, you just got confused. Your book said not everybody is okay. But everybody is okay, including you, except you're a fucking bigot. So you should probably put the gun on yourself and get out of the way. Okay, enough of that. I I don't want to. I don't want to encourage any person who hates themselves to kill. Who hates? Uh, I don't want to encourage any bigots to kill themselves. I hope they do it on their own, but I I, I don't want to encourage it. This is not a podcast about violence. Uh, I have. Two more things I want to say. One is the lineup I mentioned at Limerick Junction. Let me take a sip of this ice water. The Limerick lineup, once again, is tightened up. So, tonight's lineup, you are going to be ridiculous if you miss it. Any one of these people could open it. Any one of these people could close it. The show's going to have... I'm going to be the weakest moment on the show. There's no question about that. Because my time is guaranteed. My spot is guaranteed. I'll be back next week. And it's just unconsciously, I won't have to try as hard as the rest of the people on the show. I still will try very hard, don't get me wrong. I don't I don't want to sound like an entitled asshole. I'm just saying, it's great. It's what is What I wanted to happen is happening. The lineup tomorrow night. Ooh, we have a resident comic at Limerick. Nate Allen was that person in November. Lissandra Vasquez was that person in October. Well, you know what? It's going to be my old, dear, sweet, hilarious brother-in-arms, co-founder of Pizza Mike. It's going to be Brian goddamn King, B. King Bling Bling, on Instagram. He's going to be on every show during the month of December. And he's going to start the show off tomorrow. That's how good the show is. Brian King is going first on Limerick. I'm going to go. Brian King is going to go. Brian King's going to be followed by Katie Hughes. Or I could have it wrong. It could be followed by Damon Sumner. These are headlining comics who are going second and third on Limerick because that's how strong the lineup is now. I think it goes Brian, Damon, Katie Dan Weeks, and then Flo So Amazing is closing out the show. Am I missing anyone? I think that's it. Flo So Amazing is closing out the show again. Dan Weeks is involved. He was there a month or two ago. Katie Hughes is now there like every few weeks. It's tight. Limerick is getting goddamn tight. Uh, Did I miss anyone is the question. No, that's it. Brian, Damon, Katie, Dan Weeks, and Flo. So amazing. It's going to be unbelievable. The week after, also going to be... It's a tough show. And you know what? It's The tightening up is paying dividends because I've been getting messages from comics on Limerick, on uh, Instagram saying, I'm ready to do Limerick. Or, I'm, uh, can you please have me back? And the answer is no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding around. Of course, but you'll see the tightening. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. I said I was not going to watch the World Cup. I'm very conflicted about it, and I'm still not watching it. However, I will tell you the team I am rooting for is Brazil. 
I'm rooting for the Conorino, Conorino, however you say that. I'm rooting for the yellow shirts, not the fastest Bolsonaro, fascist Bolsonaro maniac MAGA people down there. I'm talking about Brazil, Brazil, the Danny, Danny Alves Brazilians. That's what I'm talking about. Felipe Cuccino, okay? That's, that's the Brazilian team I'm talking about. Danny Alves is maybe one of my favorite person, favorite people in the world. Everyone should live like Dani Alves. The guy is just, he's purity, he's authenticity. And he is very, very good at his job. And you know what? I'm such, I'm so disconnected from the World Cup, I don't even know if he's on the Brazilian roster. But I do know that I watched the documentary All or Nothing with the Brazilian national team. And it edified a love that I had for that guy since back when he was at Barcelona doing his thing. But I'm rooting for Brazil. I'm rooting for Richarlison. I'd like high wires who just bleed. They're bleeding hearts and they care and they're misunderstood and they're reckless. I get it, Richarlison. I totally get it. I hope Marquinhos is on the team. The only drawback is they have my Christmas tree on the team, but apparently he's very important. Who's your Christmas tree, dude? What are you talking about? I'm talking about Neymar. That's what we called the Christmas tree because we barely touched it and it fell over and rolled down the fucking street and got injured. I'm also rooting for Brazil because, and I hope you are listening tonight, my dear friends, there are listeners to this podcast in Brazil. And before I started the podcast, I opened up the page that shows me where in Brazil. And I don't know most of these places. So there is a chunk, just to put it, to try to explain it, try, try to understand it for myself first, <laughs> and then explain it to you, the listener. There are listeners in Brazil, and there is a pie chart. 28% of the Brazilian listeners are in Sao Paulo, the largest city in Brazil, and maybe in the world, maybe the capital, is it the capital? After that, there are like 12 other cities listed listed here and maybe it's just that phenomenon like happens on the uh, Taiwanese listener or the uh, Saudi listener where they just drive around or cruise around the whole country and it shows up as listening in different places but here what Brazilians I'm rooting for Richarlison I'm rooting for uh, Tite I'm rooting for, I want Brazil to win the World Cup. I can't be more clear about that. I don't want Argentina to, I shouldn't say that. I, Brazil or Argentina in that order, okay? And you know what, after that I hate to say it, I don't hate to say it, England. Brazil, I would like Brazil, Argentina, or England. You can tell I really, well... <laughs> Like the underdogs. Well, England's an underdog because they have not won the World Cup. You would think they'd be good at soccer, but they have not won the World Cup in how many years? 56 years? Oh, they must suck. <laughs> anyway, Brazilians. Sao Paulo, 28% of the Brazilians listening to this podcast are in Sao Paulo. Followed by Minas Gerais, 17%. Rio de Janeiro, 13%. Santa Catarina, 10%. Bahia, 7%. And I believe Bahia is where Danny Alves is from. 
followed by places called Rio Grande do Sul, Pernambuco, Parana, Paraiba, and I'm such a yokel that each one of these countries, each one of these cities probably has like, you know, 5 million people. That's how big Brazil is, or at least I perceive it to be. But it's amazing to think that people in all these different spots are listening to me talk about going into court today. Pernambuco, Parana, Paraiba, uh, Piaiao, Federal District, Para, Alagoas. I don't know, but that is a starting 11, right? One, two, three, four. I like Ederson. I like Allison. I like the Brazilian national team, okay? I'm rooting for them. It's amazing. All those. If you know about Spotify listenership, let me know more. If you work for Spotify, let me know. If you want to get some coasters, which people, I gave away lots of coasters and sold a couple coasters over the weekend at Laughing Skull. I got some great footage. I'm going to put it up online. You see that thanks to you and your support, the last clip I put up uh, had over 100,000 views. And then the one I put up today has like five. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. Maybe do this. Maybe share. If you if you share the clips of mine that you like to your story or whatever to uh, boost <laughs> to boost the cause. And uh, I will look forward to, because uh, we passed the 40-minute mark, so LNC is probably ready to get out of her truck or her, off her motorcycle or whatever it is and head in and take care of the, the family. So I will let you go, and I'll talk to you on Friday. But do yourself a favor if you're in Atlanta. That lineup at Limerick, I mean, what are we doing here? Have a great week, and I'll talk to you then. Bye.